Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This is a special edition Inside the Bubble Sikkim podcast, keeping you in touch with Baylor men's and women's basketball in the NCAA tournaments. The Sikkim podcast is presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. Now, let's go Inside the Bubble with your hosts, Brooke Bednarz and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome into this special edition, Inside the Bubble Sikkim Podcast. We're glad you're with us today. Excitement is high in Baylor Nation. Men's and women's basketball on to the Sweet 16. Brooke, Baylor, one of, uh, am I right, three teams in the nation that has their men and their women to the Sweet 16. I love the sound of that. It is buzzing around here, even though everyone is off in a bubble. And so it's actually a kind of quiet. We have a lot of buzz with the community and the fans here, um, but it's actually quiet. And we're, John, I would say we're okay with that as long as they stay in that bubble and they're, that means they're advancing. <laughs> yeah, that's a big part of it. Uh, doing the right thing, staying safe in the bubble, in bubbles, let's say plural, the men are in Indianapolis. The women are in San Antonio, and today let's uh, check in in San Antonio as the women prepare for a Sweet 16 game against Michigan coming up on Saturday afternoon. Let's welcome in Queen Egbo with us today. And Queen, appreciate you joining us. No problem. How's well, the, how, yeah, go ahead. how is the bubble? How <laughs> is it? What's it like for you guys? We were able to check in with the men and hear from them. So we're eager to hear what the San Antonio bubble is like. Um, it's okay. It's definitely an adjustment, something you got to get used to. Um, you know, really strict having to wear your mask every time you leave the room, social distancing, COVID testing every day. But I feel like me and my team have handled it really well. So it's nothing, it's nothing out of the ordinary, but it is an adjustment. You guys had to move hotels yesterday. Is that just because they're convincing everybody now that they, um, the bubble's getting a little smaller? Yeah, um, they said something like, uh, this is like the NCAA headquarters. And um, because I guess there's fewer teams, they want to be able to track us and watch us a little bit more carefully than versus different teams being in uh, different hotels. So and plus, this hotel is a lot nicer. So it wasn't it wasn't a problem for me. I like it. It's a sweet 16 upgrade is what it is. Y'all <laughs> deserve that. So <laughs> so that's a good thing. You've been there a week already, and uh, was that tough to pack things up, you know, and move? Yeah, um, I didn't know we were going to move, so I kind of unpacked everything, but it was just, it wasn't difficult. It was just more so inconvenient, but it was, it didn't take that long for me to pack, about 30 minutes, maybe. Well, tell us a little bit about the day-to-day. Obviously, if you guys were in school, we know how the whole process goes when you're here. You have classes, then you go to practice, um, Mm -hmm. but you still have some kind of freedom because, you know, it's on, you have a schedule, but it's you just making the decisions. This sounds very, um, 
you know, very strict on time and everything like that because their facilities are being shared and everything. Um, so kind of walk us through the day-to-day and life of a bubble and how you're managing school in addition to all that. Um, well, we have to COVID test every day and they give us a time where we go and we COVID test. And so that's already different because it's not like something we get to choose when it's convenient for us. Um, then on top of that, we have practices where we don't choose what time we practice or where we have lifts we do. And, um, that so is more, a little bit more lenient and flexible. We get to schedule them. Um, and so everything is pretty much on the clock scheduled. We got to know what we're doing ahead of time. It's not like we can just pick something up last minute and agree to do it because there's 15 other teams that have to do the exact same thing as you. Whereas if we were in school or in our hometown, it would just, we could do what we wanted to when we wanted to. And so I think that's been the biggest adjustment, having to realize that we're not on our own time. We have to be considerate that everyone else has to use the exact same thing we have to use. And so it is different. It is an adjustment, like I said before, and it took me a little bit of getting used to, but I feel like because we've been here a week already, it I've kind of acclimated into the environment already. Yeah, and then it was a week uh, in Kansas City before that. So you've really mm-hmm. been doing this a while now, haven't you? Yeah, Kansas City was, it wasn't as strict as the uh, bubble, of course, but it definitely kind of was the same agenda. But whereas like COVID testing, we didn't, in Kansas City, we didn't have to sit and wait for our results. Whereas here we have to sit and wait for all our results to come back negative before we can leave. So it's little things like that. Well, walk us through, obviously you guys have had very dominant wins in the first two rounds. Uh, The 42 point victory over Virginia Tech was the largest margin of victory in an NCAA second round game. Uh, Did you go, obviously you guys expect to win you, you know, you go in with that mentality but have you been pleasantly surprised at the success and the dominance that you guys have exhibited so far? Um, yes and no, in a way. I mean, we play such great defense. Um, I knew, you know, we had a chance of, you know, dominating on the defensive end, but it was a little bit of a surprise because every day, I just look at our team and we get better and better. Every game we play, every practice we play, we just continue to grow and get better. And we get better as a team. And I feel like that's something a lot of teams sometimes don't have is that unity and that leadership and that defensive hustle and grind. And I feel like it starts from our coaches all the way down to our players. We're used to working hard every day and we're used to getting after it. We have guards that do things. We have posts that do things. So I feel like when you put all the pieces together, it's like, a complete puzzle. We have so many different roles on this team and everybody seems to be filling in the roles at the perfect time. So it just comes together really nicely and to watch everybody play like how they're playing. I'm not surprised, but I am surprised we won by 42 because I was like, dang, we really won by 42. But it's just, it's nice to know that we're starting to click at the right time, knowing that the final four is coming up and that's our biggest goal. And of course, to win a national championship, which I feel like we can really do this year, but yeah, it's really nice to see. And I'm surprised, but then again, I'm not because I've seen the way we've been working all year and I know what we're capable of. 
that Virginia Tech game, you were on uh, triple-double watch. You had a great game, 12 points, 13 <laughs> rebounds, and seven block shots, seven block shots, part of 13 by the team. Y'all were swatting them away that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I just feel like I came ready to play. I knew what I had to do to stop Kitley. She's a great player offensively. She's one of their – bigger pieces biggest pieces maybe on the team and so I knew I had a big a big role on defense and I knew that in order for us to win and to play well and to make it you know a game where everybody could come in and play off the bench I knew that I would have to shut her down how valuable is that in these early rounds to get you know you said you just mentioned that that was in your mind to get everybody off the bench and into the game. How valuable is that? And then do you reflect back to two years ago when the roles were a little bit different and you were a freshman that you were able to gain those types of minutes? I think about that all the time. Um, when I was a freshman, I was looking up to Kalani and Lauren and how we played in the first and second round. I think about that a lot when I'm the one resting and the bench is in because I know how the bench feels I know how it feels I've been there I've done that I've worked my way up and I know it's really valuable for your bench to be able to come in in early games because you know the closer you get to the final four and the national championship the games get a little tighter and the bench gets a little bit cut short so it's better to get your rest now than later if you're rested now you know you have a better chance of being of playing well and you know getting that that recovery you need. Whereas if you're playing early now and you're playing 40 minutes now and all the way up until the national championship, you're going to be really exhausted. And so it's just really nice knowing that our bench can come in and can pick up our slack and do the exact same thing we're doing on offense and defense with the same intensity. It's really important for our team and for our starters to be able to rest. So how, how valuable is it for the bench players to, to experience an NCAA tournament and gain those valuable minutes. Um, do you reflect back on the times, the minutes, you know, when you were going into this, it's weird that you're a junior, but it's your only second NCAA tournament. Um, last, last time we all know it came out with a national championship. And so to be a part of that and to have gained those valuable minutes, um, how important is it that those bench players this year get those as well? super important um our bench is definitely the future of this program and they're going to be who we're relying on next year and you know the year after that and so it's important for them to be able to realize like yeah they're on the bench now but eventually just like my roles have been reversed their roles will soon to be reversed too so they just need to keep an open mind and be optimistic and know that opportunity is waiting and that their time is coming and just to stay ready is the biggest thing because you never know when your name is going to be called now or down the line. And thinking about my freshman year, um, you know, I know how it feels because I played the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament, but I don't think I played any other games after that. And so I, but I was always ready. I always stayed ready until my name was called and, and that's the only thing you got to do. You never know when your name is going to be called. So it's just important not to look at it as a negative thing because they might not need you as much now, but they're definitely going to need you in the future. 
How much of a plus is that for you just haven't gone through that before? I mean, maybe you just played the first two rounds, but you were with the team all the way to the national championship. That's got to be a real plus. Yeah, it was definitely um, a lot of experience. I learned simply as a freshman, a lot of freshmen don't get the opportunity to go to a final four, especially with the kind of team we had. We had all Americans on our team and just people who you could really look up to. And so, it just opened my eyes a lot and I know what to experience now and I know what to go through now and I know what um, my teammates need from me because I saw what I needed from them when I was a freshman and so it's just real eye-opening. You have a couple of days in between or you had a couple of days in between um, last round and the Sweet 16 matchup against number six Michigan uh, 2 p.m. at the Alamo dome this weekend. Um, whenever you are in these couple of days, what's the preparation for Michigan look like? Are you guys going back and, and watching that game that they uh, knocked off Tennessee and, and kind of what all are you breaking down and looking at? Yeah, I'm pretty sure um, we're going to watch a lot of film. We've been watching a lot of film uh, for every opponent and we don't take any of our opponents lightly. When we go into practice we know exactly what, um, they do and what we need to do to stop them. And so our coaches are very strategic when it comes to preparing and um, preparing us for our opponent. And I feel like that really gets us better. And that really allows us to go into the game more confident, knowing that we know kind of what we're doing on defense and on offense and how to score and how to shut certain people down and take certain aspects of people's game away. Y'all are veteran enough, experienced enough that you know you can't look ahead. I mean, you know who might be out there in the Elite Eight, but you can't look ahead. You can't look past mm -hmm. Michigan at all, can you? No, no. Michigan is a great team. They have a great post player, Nas Hillman, that I know I have, a again, a big defensive role. Um, she's a Lisa Leslie finalist, so I know she's nothing to be played with. And, you know, it's just it's going to be another grind, another game for us. Visiting with Queen Egbo, junior post player for Baylor women's basketball. It's our special edition Inside the Bubble Sikkim podcast. And Queen, we appreciate you uh, letting us uh, come inside the bubble and visit with you a little bit. Uh, great, great success already this year. I know we've talked about the NCAA tournament. I want to go back to the Big 12 tournament. You played great basketball up there. Uh, congratulations on those games. Yeah, you were, you were highly motivated and you just played really, really well. Thank you. Thank you. I, I really do try. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do, but you're just, you're just playing outstanding. And it kind of seems like you're, you're playing your best basketball right now here in March. Would you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And for the team, would you say the team is the same playing their best basketball here when you want to be? Yeah, for sure. Moon is playing great. Dijanae, Liz, like, I just feel like we're all just playing so well offensively and defensively. And that's what you need out of your team in March. You need to know that y'all have the most confidence. And I feel like right now is when we're the most confident. We were able to speak with Coach Mulkey kind of before you guys got started in the NCAA tournament. And so she reflected back on uh, at yet another Big 12 championship. Y'all are raking them in like nobody's business. Uh, <laughs> but to kind of be able to just kind of pause for a moment here on this podcast with us and reflect on the past year and the fact that you guys have knocked in two more 
big 12 championships are headed into the, about to be in the sweet 16. Is that surreal knowing that at this time last year, we were all home unable to, you know, be talking about March madness and everything like that because everything had been shut down. Yeah. Um, we didn't even get the chance last year to make it into the, the tournament because, um, we had a bye week uh, cause we just won the tournament. I mean, we just won the conference, so we had a bye week, so we were going to leave the very next day. And when we were on the plane, that's when we got the call, like, hey, you know, they're closing the tournament because of COVID. And Mulkey was just like, you know, y'all, be careful, like, just be careful, you know, be ready, but because they might, they might cancel the season. And when I heard her say that, I was just like, no way, like, there's just no way they can cancel the season. I mean, COVID, like, I just, I really didn't take it that serious. I didn't know the impact of what it could do to not only the basketball world, but to the nation as a whole. And so when I got home, she told us we can go home. So when I got home um, in Houston, that's when we heard that the tournament had been canceled and I was planning on coming back to Waco. So I just had a few stuff packed. And so it was definitely, it was heartbreaking, but I just felt really bad for our seniors. I mean, Lauren devoted so much time and blood, sweat, and tears into this program. Same with Juicy and Taya and Aaron DeGray. And so it was just really sad to see that their season had been cut short and that they didn't get the chance to get their year back, whereas we do this year. And so it was just really hard to see them. Lauren was crying. Juicy was crying. It was just really hard to see that. And so how, how special is it that you guys are, while you're in a bubble and it looks vastly different from 2019, that mm-hmm. it's still possible and that you guys are advancing and you're, you're headed to the Sweet 16 on Saturday? I'm just appreciative. Um, I'm appreciative of the opportunity God has given us to be able to play this game and to be able to play another day and another round. I don't take anything for granted anymore. I know that although it is tiring and it is draining and, you know, all those things. I know that last year we didn't get this opportunity. So I look into it in a more positive, in a more positive light because our seniors last year would have killed to be in another NCAA tournament. And so you can't take nothing for granted here. I love that. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of what normally I would say a very busy day. I don't know. It's, it's a very <laughs> bubble, a bubble busy, bubble busy day, bubble busy day. <laughs> but thank you again. And we've really enjoyed going inside the bubble with you to get an inside glimpse of what it's like for the lady bears right now in San Antonio. And we wish you nothing but the best. And while we would love to be able to see you in person soon, we uh, would like to wait until April, if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Queen, thanks very much. Keep blocking those shots. Keep grabbing those rebounds. And good luck against Michigan. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right. Queen Egbo with us, uh, junior from Houston, Baylor women's basketball, on to the Sweet 16 for the 12th consecutive year. And they'll play Michigan on Saturday at 2 p.m. in the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, the game to be broadcast on ABC television, second of the uh, three games for Baylor women in the tournament to be on ABC television. So, Brooke, that's a lot of fun to catch up with Queen and visit with her and get a look inside the bubble. Folks, stay with us. Uh, We will continue to have our special edition Inside the Bubble podcast. Thanks for being with us today. For Brooke Bednarz and Queen Egbo, I'm John Morris. 
and Sikkim Lady Bears. Sikkim Bears. <laughs> There's only one Motor Trend Truck of the Year. It's Ram from Alan Samuels. Now, kick off the new year with remarkable savings on new Rams during the Alan Samuels Start Something New sales event. This special New Year's event is underway right now, and you can save thousands on new Rams. Ram for your family, farm, or business at Waco's most trusted dealer, Alan Samuels. Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. I hate my job, but I don't mind getting up in the morning. I try to stay, but I can't wait to get out of bed. You ask me why, and what I'll say to you is true. Well, you can get breakfast tacos at Rudy's Barbecue. Scrambled eggs and brisket, they ain't fooling around. Salsa drap, son, they're the best in town. Barbecue for breakfast, yes, it's true. Put a smile on your morning at Rudy's Barbecue. been listening to a special edition inside the bubble sickum podcast be sure to subscribe and watch for more from inside the bubble with baylor men's and women's basketball in the ncaa tournaments the sickum podcast is a production of baylor athletics <laughs>